This is a Capricorn FM podcast. This Grade 12 lesson is proudly brought to you by the Department of Education in partnership with Capricorn FM. Working together, we can do more, providing quality education. In the 1980s, international resistance to apartheid. Question 5, the coming of democracy to South Africa and coming to terms with the past, the road to democracy. Question 6, the end of the Cold War and the New World Order, the events of 1989, the collapse of USSR and its impact on the future of South Africa. So when you respond, I expect that you must respond to three questions where your choices can be either the two options that I'm going to give. You must answer at least one question as a source-based and at least one question as an essay. So it's compulsory that you must have an essay and a source-based question. The third question may be either a question or an essay question. You are advised to spend at least one hour per question. When answering the question, you should apply your knowledge, skills, and insights. You will be penalized for just rewriting sources. Number the answers correctly according to the number system used in the question paper and write clearly and legible. So let me take you through the three levels that will be used, three cognitive levels that will be used when the source-based question is extracted that can also help you to respond well to the questions. We've got level one with 14 marks, which is an extraction of evidence from the source, selection and organization of relevant information from the source, definition of historical concept or terms, so the response here are directly from there. So it's an extraction that you should do. Level two, it's an interpretation of the evidence from the source. Explain information gathered from the source. Analyze the information from the source, which means that the response will not come directly from the source. So level three, I've got only three questions, but with 16 marks which include the following, interpretation and evaluation of evidence from the sources, engage with the sources to determine its usefulness, reliability, bias, limitations. Compare and contrast interpretation and perspective presented in the sources and draw independent conclusion and also write a paragraph. So let me briefly try to explain about the level three questions, though I will give more details when I will be giving examples underneath. So let me start with the first one, the usefulness of the source. Here, when they say the usefulness of the source, what they are expecting you to do is to show us your introspection. After reading the source, what can you tell us that the source is talking about? 
then they may also ask you about the reliability of the source from the word reliable, where you must look at the correctness of the source, how true is the source that we are reading about. They may ask you about the question of limitations or biasness, where in limitations they will be expecting you to look at the balance source. We will say the source is limited when the source is one-sided. And most of the sources that are written are one-sided. Let us look at this aspect of the BCM that we are going to deal with. The source that will be written from a white perspective will try to defend the white and also talk bad about the black people. Written from a black perspective, will try to defend their black people and talking bad about their white people. So the next question is comparing, compare and contrast interpretation, where the question may ask you to compare how the sources support or complement one another, or supplement one another, or how the sources differ. So here, Lena, there are some of you who have challenges in responding when you are responding to this type of question you must try when you respond to this type of question you must try by all means to check as to whether isn't comparison or they are expecting you to give the differences of their sources they will be trying to check then here you must try to compare two sources, which means that you are not supposed to write independent statements, even though they will be correct, but as long as you begin compare, you will not be credited. We will say that you have compared as long as you have used the conjunction, which may be either and, or, or, whereas. In writing a paragraph, it's a very easy question where they will give you an instruction to write a paragraph. And the paragraph will say it must be about eight lines or 80 words. So those are instructions that you must follow. You must write a paragraph, not in a point form. So the next thing will expect you to acknowledge the sources indicating where did you get the information is in from source 1A, 1B, or isn't your own knowledge. So when it comes to the question itself, you must look at what we call the forecast of the question. The forecast of the question. What is it that the question is asking about? I will give you details when we go further. But here, the question may ask you about the impact or the influence of the BCM to the youth. So it means that all the sentences that we are going to write about must have the word use or something to do with the use. They may ask you about how the BCM influenced South Africans. So here it's very broad. You must talk about the people at large. They may ask you about the community projects that were done by the BCM. So you must only focus on the community projects. Let me quickly try to define the major concept that we will use them within their content. 
apartheid, the racial policy in South Africa to discriminate blacks. Or apartheid is an African concept that means apartness in English, which implies separation of facilities in South Africa based on races. So apartheid is also a system of social, political, and economic separation based on races. So there is a famous concept that they usually ask, the black consciousness. The philosophy by Steve Biko to instill black pride. The philosophy by Steve Biko to end the white domination. Black consciousness, the philosophy by Steve Biko to make blacks to be self-reliant. Philosophy by Steve Biko to urge black people to free themselves from oppression. So I would also like us to look at the word freedom when black fought for their independence or self-government. We also have the word band, B-A, which means that an organization or leader will no longer allow to operate. We also have the word banished, where the leaders of the liberation movement or any structure that was against the government will be taken to a new area where they are familiar with. So the NP came to power in 1948 and started to issue many discriminatory laws, but I will not expand about them due to the time constraint. So I'm going to look at three things here. The first one will be apartheid itself. The second one will be how black consciousness tried to challenge the apartheid state. And the third one will be how the government responds to the activities of the BCM. We previously had three liberation movements that tried to resist apartheid in South Africa, which uh, African National Congress, South African Communist Party, Pan-Africanist Congress, liberation movements were moderate at first, trying to negotiate with their government. But they changed the approach when the ANC formed their ANC Youth League that started to be militant and formed Umkondo Wesizwe. PAC members were killed in Sharpville while they were protesting against the past law. And they also changed their approach. And they have the military wing called APLA. So we have what we call the silent 16th after the burning of ANC, SAPC, and PAC for trying to resist apartheid. Leaders of the liberation movement were arrested and given life sentences. And other leaders were banned and banished to other places. And others went into exile where there was a vacuum in South Africa. The vacuum simply means that there was nobody who was still trying to fight with the apartheid government. Then in the late 1960s, Steve Bantu Biko started the Black Consciousness Movement, where he said that people must be liberated psychologically and physically. 
what were the aims of the BCM? The main aims of the BCM was to attract what they saw as the traditional white values. The BCM also refused to engage white liberals that they cannot deal with the needs of their black people. BCM also want to instill black pride and self-confidence to the black people by indicating that black is beautiful. The other aim of the BCM was to unite the black people and also to empower black people to do things on their own. So BCM tried to embrace the black culture, values, rejecting the white culture. And the philosophy of the general disagreement among the black apartheid activists within South Africa, when they think that the BCM was also promoting the separate development, which was also acknowledged by the apartheid regime, and they were seen as if they were not a threat, but at a later stage, they, they realized that that was not correct. So according to Steve Bigger, blacks embrace colors, Indians, and Africans who must come together in order to reject the white domination. In 1960, white young progressive liberal students from liberal universities formed the National Union of South African Students, NUSAS, the union that claimed to oppose apartheid. But unfortunately, though it was multiracial, the leadership position was dominated by whites. Musas agreed that white students reside next to their venue in when they have a conference, while black students were hosted in the King Williams Township. And this angered Biko, who broke away from Musas and formed South African Student Organization, SASO, which was composed only by the black people. They urged black people to free themselves from the oppression and to work towards liberation. There were organizations that were formed because of the influence of the BCM. We have Black People's Convention, which became an umbrella body to coordinate all the activities of the BCM. We have South African Student Organizations also to promote the ideas of the BC. SASO was a black student organization working for the liberation of a black man. We also have South African Student Movement to train students into leadership position. We also have black allied workers but look at the interest of the workers. We also have Azapo, which also played an important role. What were the impacts of the black consciousness? The BCM managed to unite natives, Indians, and colored. The BCM encouraged workers to embark on strike. The black consciousness movement engaged in black community programs where we also have an example of Zanompilo Clinic that was started by the black people. And it was also under the supervision of the black people. We also have other projects 
that were run by their black people in an effort of trying to empower their black people, in an effort of trying to make the black people to do things on their own so that they should not rely on whites. We have projects like Zanumpilo Clinic where Dr. Mampele Rampele became a director and we also have Zamile Trust that provided support for those who have been detained, imprisoned, banned, or those that their relatives lost their life. We also have inclusive black cell theater to provide platform for their dramas. So um, the other focus of the BCM is how the BCM influenced students where we have Soweto School Representative Councils that was formed where students were trained as leaders. The urban youth began to see themselves as part of the the liberation struggle. They played a central role in inspiring the youth through the youth of Soweto through its ideas and philosophy of their black consciousness. Students were inspired to reject grand apartheid. Students rejected Africans as a medium of instruction to some subjects like mathematics, geography, and history. A number of SASO members became teachers and introduced the BSEM ideas to learners in various schools. SASM had branches in nine schools in Soweto, and they produced their militant newspaper called Trust. Student leaders such as Ilse Mashinini and Masim Rape played a major role in influencing and organizing the Soweto uprising. It eventually sparked the confrontation on 16 June 1976. The police brutality was the order of the day as Hector Peterson and Hastin Novo were the early casualties. The police used tear gas dogs, and also live ammunition. And the youth went into rampart, trying to destroy their activities of their, and also the project of their white people. And the BCM leaders responded to the brutality of the police by leaving South Africa and joined ANC in their neighboring states. And the BCM has a very positive contribution to what South Africa is today. So I've gone through the content which we have already done. So I want us to go to the challenging questions that are posing problems to you as learners. The first one will be photographs or cartoon. Look at the photograph or cartoon in the context of what we are learning here. We must look at the photograph or cartoon in the context of the BCM. There are many photographs about students, much, but all denotes the following messages. The, all the photograph will be indicating that students were marching on 16 June 1976. It will also indicate that students were marching against Africans as a medium of instruction. It will also indicate that the students planned a 
peaceful march that was disrupted by the police when they started to shoot them. Students were against the Bantu education system. So there are also photographs here that can be poised to you about Steve Biko. Here, Lenas, you must try to check when the photograph was published. Is the photograph published when Steve Biko was still alive? Or it was published after his death? Let me give you a practical example about one of the photographs that poises challenges to some of the learners as a visual source. When they put Steve Baker in chain and the chain was broken. Steve Baker was holding his two hands with a chain that was broken. And the question will be asked, what is the message conveyed by the photograph? So it simply means that because the free man, because the broken chain indicates that he was no longer arrested and it was during his funeral and it was a poster. It also shows that Steve Biko was the leader of the BCM. It also indicates that Steve Biko fought against apartheid. It also indicates that Steve Biko fought against apartheid. So the next question that I will try to look at is the question that we'll be talking about the usefulness of the source. How useful is the source? The usefulness of the source sometimes is covered on the contextualization of the source. Outside the text box, there are information that are written. I'm using the question paper for November 2018 that I will request you to bring on the next lesson that I will try to give you the date at the end as to when we can meet again. The source read as follows. Source 1C, which will also be used to respond to the usefulness of the source. The extract below is a part of an interview that Claire Odongu conducted with Sam Zimmer. He worked as a photo journalist at the World Newspaper and was responsible for capturing the events that unfolded in Soweto on 16 June 1976. So this source captured the events as they unfolded on Soweto on June 16, 1976. On June 16, 1976, the South African police force was sent into Soweto. The police, headed by the white men, began waving a stick and screaming, away with you, we gave you three minutes. It was very tense. I separated myself from the crowd and put a press unbent to identify myself. Then the students started singing in Kosisikelele, Africa. We are going to shoot, he said, and pulled out his handgun. He pointed it directly at the student and fired two shots. All hell broke loose. He signaled, and the other policemen started shooting. Students ran in all directions. I don't remember how I got off the firing range and into 
somebody's house. But I remember turning and seeing a child the Limpopo Department of Education believes that education is the key to overcoming poverty. As a result, we have partnered with Capricorn FM to bring radio lessons to all grade 12 learners in Limpopo. Starting on Monday, 17 August, tune in and catch expert teachers as they present life lessons for an hour. From Monday to Friday between 5 and 6 p.m. on Just Drive and again on Saturday and Sunday evenings between 6 and 7 p.m. on the Royal Movement and the Afterglow respectively. Limpopo Dep- Department of Education, working together, we can do more, providing quality education. Thank you. As I was interrupted, let me start reading the source again. It was one thing, the extract below is part of the interview that Claire Odohu conducted with Senzima. He worked as a photojournalist of the World Newspaper and was responsible for capturing the events that unfolded. In Soweto, 16 June 1976. So on 16 June 1976, the South African police force was sent into Soweto. The police, headed by white men, began waving a stick and screaming, Away with you. We gave you three minutes. It was very tense. I separated myself from the crowd and put on a press armband to identify myself. Then the students started singing Kosisikelela Freak. We are going to shoot, he said, and pulled out his handgun. He pointed it directly at the student and fired two shots. All head broke loose. He signaled, and other police started shooting. Students ran in all directions. I don't remember how I got out of them, firing range and into somebody's house, but I remember turning and seeing at Peter's and Ford. It was the first one. I watched Mbisa Makuro pick him up and start moving towards me with her sisters until Nate running beside him. As they came down the road, I took six pictures, including a famous photograph. In shock, I found myself working without thinking. People have since asked me why I didn't stop to help Hector but I was a journalist. I was there to register what happened. Mbuisa put her in the car and they drove to the clinic across the road. One of the students had the doctor certify Hector dead and on arrival and ran to tell the others. They were outraged and many throwing stones at the police. Other banned cars and buildings and looted bottle stores. I rolled up my film and gave it to the driver to rush it to the press before the police confiscated or removed it. I never knew what impact it would have. By 3 o'clock that day, the picture of Hector Peterson was on the front page of every newspaper year and overseas. So I've read the source. Let me read the question, which read as follows. Comment on the usefulness of there information in the source for a historian who is studying the impact of the Soweto uprising. Lena's year the stand has been taken to for you. It said that you must indicate the usefulness. Sometimes they will ask you a question to what extent is the source useful. If the question is posed in that manner, the first thing that you must do is to take a stand which side that you want to write about about the usefulness of the source or 
to indicate that the source is not useful. But here, it's only the usefulness of the source. And the response are as follows. It gives first-hand information of what occurred on 16 June 1976. It contains the iconic photograph that Zima took of the main actor Peterson being carried by Mbisa Maku. It gives you insight as to how the apartheid regime responded, showing the policy brutality. It highlights the solidarity and the unit among the black South African students. It indicates how many students were killed and injured during their day. So um, that is the usefulness of the source. Sometimes here they can ask you about the, how the source is reliable instead of the usefulness of the source, where the response may be related, because here you will be trying to look at how truth is their story. So this one is very much reliable because it is written during the time of the event, when the event was taking place. And the Soweto uprising took place. And the police also displayed their brutality to the learners who were marching peacefully. So the next one will be a comparison question where you have to compare two sources. Fortunately, it will be source 1C that I have read and source 1B which is a visual source. In most cases, they will ask you about the text and the visual source. The visual source is either a picture or a cartoon. And here, let me read this one. The article below appeared on the front page of the World Newspaper on 16 June 1976. The photograph on the left-hand side of the page was taken by Sam Zimmer. It shows until Nathan Peterson alongside Mbuisa Makuru, carrying Hector Peterson. And in the front page, there are these ways that you must also look at them. Four dead, 11 head as kids, riot, police clash with their protest marchers. So here are the two sources that I have read for you. And the question is saying, Compare Source 1C and Source 1B. Explain how the information in Source 1C supports the evidence in Source 1D regarding Senzima's role during the uprising. So, Leonard, what is expected from you here is to compare two sources. And most of you are victims of writing two independent statements. As long as your statements are not joined by a conjunction, that will not be a proper response to a comparison question. So you must indicate that source 1A is talking about this and you, and you put a conjunction and while and whereas that will assist you. So let me try to look at the response from the question that I've called. Source 1C gives a written account of House and Zima witnessed Mbuisa Makubu carrying Hector Peterson and his sister Atiyanete running alongside them. And, note this one, and, so one d shows the photograph of what actually 
occurred on 16 June 1976 to Hector Peterson. The second response, Soswan C state that Senzima took a number of photographs of what occurred on 16 June 1976, including the famous one. And again, and in Soswan D, we see the evidence of the famous photograph of Hector Peterson and the crowd that were taken on the day. In Soswansi, Senzima asked the driver to rush the feeling to bear threats to be published. And in Soswansi, we see the photograph was published in the headlines in their world newspaper on 16 June 1976. here you can also take a route that I can call it a middle range, where you may say that both sources. If you start by saying both sources, it means that you have compared where you can simply indicate that both sources are talking about the death of Hector Peterson. Both sources are indicating that Moisa Makura tried to help Hector Peterson. Both sources indicated that Sam Zima took their famous photograph. So if you listen at the response that I've given, I've tried to indicate that there must be a conjunction. Sometimes they can ask you how the sources differ. So if they ask you how the sources differ, what you should do is to read the two sources then you pick up the statement in the first source that will be opposed by another statement in the second source. And again here, you are also compelled to use conjunction to compare the two sources. And you are not supposed to use both sources because the sources cannot differ the same way. You only use both sources when they ask you how the sources support how the OCC supplement one another. So let me come to the paragraph question, which is also a challenge, where I will also give examples of paragraph questions that are usually poised under the BCM and also their responses. Their instruction will say, write a paragraph of about eight lines or eight words. That is the instruction that we expect you as a learner to comply, write a paragraph, not in another form or in a point form. You write a paragraph. Then you must also acknowledge the source. What is to acknowledge the source is to indicate where is the information coming from, source 1A, source 1B, or its own knowledge if it's not covered by any source. And they will also say, use the relevant sources and your own knowledge. So what are relevant sources? Relevant sources are those sources that have information about their question. So the first thing that we must do is to go and identify those questions, those sources that will answer the question. Then you can start to read the relevant sources. And when you look at the question, the most important things, learners, that you must look at is look at the focus of the question. What do I mean by the focus of the question? By the focus of the question, I want to say, try to check 
what is it that the question is asking about? There are various questions that we indicate as examples here. So let me look at the first question. The first question, they may ask you simple, how the BPM influenced their youth up to the Soweto uprising? How the BPM influenced the youth? So our main focus here is the youth. So it means that in all the sentences that you are going to write about, they must have the word youth because our focus is here is how the BCM influence their youth. Where we go through the following responses, where we encourage you to copy down or take down the short ones that you may use as your own knowledge if they will not be covered by other sources that you may come across. The BCM encourage the youth to reject a Laws. Students rejected the white-dominated music. Black students formed SASU. Students protest against the introduction of Africans. Black teachers and students worked together in fighting against the unfairness in education. Students were against overcrowding in their schools. Students fought against poor facilities in their schools. SASU encouraged students to act independently of the white South Africans. SASO also encouraged students to be independent and do things on their own. SASO leaders such as Tom Mantata, Fanyana Mazibuko, and Obrimkwena expose their oppressive nature of the Bantu education to youth. SASO leaders and, and activists were assertive and confident in challenging the apartheid regime. Sasso influenced teachers to spread the ideas of their black consciousness to students. Some of the leaders of Sasso influenced the course of events which led to the Soweto uprising. Students planned a peaceful march. Sasso brought issues regarding the oppression of their black people were exposed to their young students. Various student organizations were formed. Black South African students became aware of the danger of the Bantu education, as it was indicated to them. The youth also took their struggle into their own hands. The youth were not afraid of the police. And the youth were also fighting against their appealing conditions within their communities. And the youth were also against Bantu education. So if you listen at the response that has given above, all of them were talking about the youth. So the second question that may be posed may be how the BCM influenced South Africans. So this one is very broad. You can also include the youth. You can also include the South Africans at large. And the response are as follows. The philosophy of the black consciousness influenced black people to be proud of themselves and to get rid of inferiority complex. 
The black consciousness infused assertiveness and self-reliance among the black South African communities. There are sources that have been <laughs> indicated here, but I will not read those sources because it's not the source that I've read. It promoted unity and independence among the black South Africans. The philosophy of the black consciousness influenced the formation of their student organizations also. Black consciousness influenced the formation of the BTC, which was an umbrella body that coordinated the activities of the BCM. Black consciousness promotes strikes such as the Deben strike in 1976. Black consciousness influenced the formation of political organizations like Azapo. Black consciousness greatly influenced the Soweto uprising. Biko united all blacks as he called on Africans, which include Africans, colors, and Indians, to work together. Biko also encouraged blacks not to rely on white liberals. Biko also encouraged blacks to develop their own structures for blacks to break away from their white structures. Biko also inspired youth in the 1970s to take actions against their apartheid regime. Biko also encouraged black South Africans to liberate their minds. Biko also encouraged black South Africans to determine their own future. Steve Biko also taught the blacks that they must rely on themselves and they must see themselves as a complete being who can also be independent. Biko inspired unity and solidarity among the black South Africans. Biko also fought that people must have fair trial. Biko also fought for the protection of human rights and human dignity. So if you listen at the response, as I said, that it was very broad. It was including, you can include the youth and also the South Africans at large. So the last options where they can ask you a question, it's about the response of the apartheid regime to the BCM. The response of the apartheid regime to the BCM. So this will include the police crackdown on the activities of the BCM, where the response are as follows. The leaders from the black consciousness were killed for the role they played among the apartheid regime, including Steve Biko himself. The apartheid police regarded Steve Biko as a terrorist. He was arrested. And also, the apartheid regime banned the DC leaders who got involved in the union activity. The Minister of Justice announced that Biko will be detained indefinitely without trial for his airport. The apartheid government hoped that Steve Biko's detention will cripple the BCM movement, which was not the case, unfortunately. Steve Biko was arrested for inciting unrest among the black South Africans in Port Elizabeth. Organizations related to the BCM were banned. Leaders of the BCM were banished. Some leaders were given house arrest. Apartheid state forced the Black Liberation Movement to work underground using their repressive law. Those influenced by the Black consciousness were intimidated, kidnapped, tortured, or killed. The state banned, detained without trial, and contact police surveillance.
and intimidating opponents of apartheid. Some students were expelled from the universities. Protests and demonstrators were attacked by the security forces, killing and maiming of members of the Black Consciousness Organization and also staging the lockdown where most of the people were no longer allowed to move in places where they want. So with the mess of the time remain, let me quickly try to indicate the schedules that we can meet. I said that next time when you come, you must come with the question paper and the agenda for November 2018 so that you must also have references that you can use. And um, we will meet on the various, let me try to check the dates that we are going to meet. The next one will be on the 19th, where I will be dealing with the two source-based questions, the TRC together with the globalization. And the other lesson will be on the 30 of October, where I will be dealing with the ESA International Resistance, how it ended apartheid. And on the 10th, 11th, 2020, I will be dealing with two ESAs, the road to democracy and the impact of the Gorbachev reforms on the future of South Africa. I requested you to come with the question paper and addendum for November 2018 so that you must be handy to have the information. The other thing that is very much important, learners, for you to perform better, look at the weighting of each question. Look at the weighting of each question. They may say one by two. It means that you must give one response. But if they say two by two, it means that you must give two responses. So level three questions. Usefulness of the source always had four marks. Comparison always had four marks. But there are some of you who will go and give one usefulness of the source, who will go and give one comparison, which means that you will be losing marks. So make sure that you look at the weight before you start to respond. Also, look at the information. Read the instruction so that you will be able to respond well to the questions that will be poised. I can make a summary of what I've dealt with. I said that it is composed by three elements. The first one is to look at the apartheid laws, where there were so many laws that were introduced by the apartheid regime in order to suppress, in order to discriminate the black people. And we have the three liberations movements that tried to fight against with the laws that I can quote, the Bantu Education Act that separates education based on the races, and the education of their black learners were inferior, less funded, learners were overcrowded, and the teaching of the black were also, they were taught about the less skilled jobs. 
We also have separate amenities at that separate all activities or facilities based on their races. We also have suppression of the Communist Act. This Grade 12 lesson was proudly brought to you by the Department of Education in partnership with Capricorn FM. Working together, we can do more, providing quality education. That was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit capricornfm.co.za.